Hey everyone, this is Soso Juve, one-third host of the My Five Cents Podcast. In this episode, we are going to explore the ever-changing landscape of news and media, and how patients in the face of mental illness can assist you in your journey. We speak to Jasmine Aguilera, the head of audio at the LA Times. She tells us how she obtained that position. In this episode, the crew picks the best voices in news and entertainment, and Jasmine roasts us. Listen in to join in on the conversation. Who's right? Who's wrong? You decide in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, mean boundaries. We ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast. The family debate show where you get to pick the winner. Well, actually, we have a judge that picks the winner. And we're going to just go right in and introduce this person. This person is the head of audio at the Los Angeles Times. Most I recently, want a cool nickname. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's ready to get on the mic. She's ready. I'm ready. 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 Let's ready. go. That's cool it. And we're going to get her a cool nickname by the end of this episode. She most recently hosted and produced The Cut at New York Magazine. Before that, she worked as interim executive and senior producer at Condé Nest, developing, producing, and scoring podcasts for magazines including Vogue and Pitchfork. She worked at the New York Times, making episodes for The Daily and at Snap Judgment as a producer. Guess what? She's a two-time Third Coast Audio Festival competition winner, an International Women's Media Fund grant winner, and has earned top ranks on the best podcast episodes of the year list from IndieWire and Spotify. In addition to that, she keeps an extensive collection of Archie comics and dominates the magic, the gathering. Please welcome to the show, Jasmine Aguilera. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. What a great intro. Somewhat sad that I end on that magic, get the gathering. I swear As a former cooler. retired magic, the gathering player, you are, that's not something you push on. Under the rug. No, no, no. You put that up front and center. Yeah, you put that up front and center. You might be the sorceress by the end of this episode, depending on who you pick. So, Jasmine, let's start off with this. What is your superpower and how has it assisted you in your journey? Oh, gosh. Okay. My superpower is patience in the face of mental illness. I would have to say I've just had a long history of folks that have been dealing with mental illness from various stages of extremes and growing up the way that I did lots of lots of occasions for different things but now I'm a wizard at it now when people pop off at me I am not ready with the one two and that is a superpower it really especially as an executive it's just being able to calm down and hear feelings and not react to them and be okay. As an interviewer, I would say when I was hosting The Cut, people pouring their heart out to me, being either defensive or too vulnerable. You're just being able to like be calm and listen, I'd say. I'm a good listener. I'm telling you, EQ might be as or maybe even more important than IQ. Having mm -hmm. that emotional intelligence is huge. LA, the LA Times is one of the largest metropolitan newspapers in the country. Now, tell me, how did you get to become the head of audio at a newspaper? Don't tell anyone. Yeah, that, that, that's the question of the hour. Yeah, yeah I, I lied on my resume. No, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. That's crazy. There was, I would say... Right place, right time. I'm very big into the idea of anyone could do most jobs as long as you put the work in and put that kind of, it, it's really about opportunity and timing. In terms of capability, a lot of people are capable. So I'm gonna start with that level playing field there. But I was, I've been in the podcast game for almost more than a decade now. 
without trying to tell people I'm old, but it's been a while. And <laughs> back when it was literally things that you would download on your iPod. So I think I just had that experience level that put me on to different shows. And I just kept hopping from show to show that was bigger and bigger challenges. The Daily was its own challenge and then going to Condé Nast and readapting magazines was its own challenge, something from scratch. The pandemic was huge in lots of digital products coming out. So moving over to New York Magazine, being a host and coming up with ideas for episodes completely from my own brain and not anything that's based on articles or a publication. And it's just like having a really long and varied range of things I can do. I can do almost every aspect of podcasting from mixing, assembly, scoring, hosting, interview questions, research, like everything. And even the business side of things with like advertising and stuff like that. So by the time LA Times was looking for a head of audio, I had all of this under my belt and I knew a couple people that were there, reached out to them and said like, do you think it'd be good for this? And they thought so. So here I am. Speaking of podcasting, where do you, you said you've been doing it for like about 10 years or over 10 years. Where do you see podcasting now? Do you see it continuing to grow or is it leveling off or dipping? Where do you see podcasting in, in this day and age? That's funny. In the like radio podcasting phase of evolution, you had it. Nobody cares about it. It's a basement thing on your iPod. And then there was like this renaissance in like 2015, 2016 with like long form and cereal was coming out the yeah. daily, all those things like like this kind of legitimate, like legitimizing of podcasting as like a medium. And then now we're in this like kind of third stage where there's, it's almost like creator influencer stage where a lot of people are like, Hey, I could do something like this. Like the equipment is pretty easy to set up or I can teach myself and that YouTube model where everyone has a podcast or everyone has something to say. And that's great. I actually love that. I really like that kind of democracy of voices there. And some of the best podcasts that have been around for years started that way. So it's just like this idea that it was always like that and it just took time to be recognized. So knowing that, I know a lot of people right now, especially right now, I'm in a lot of these kind of boardroom discussions and business to business discussions about, is this the end? Are we, have we peaked? Are we going down? And I know some of that is informed by the idea that we have a recession incoming possibly and uncertainty about the economy, but I don't think so. And actually the data, the most recent data that we have doesn't really speak to that. More and more people are still listening. Listenership is growing despite the fact that, you know, all these other things may not be growing with it, but more and more people are listening to podcasts and that's just a fact. So I think what we're going to see is like a level setting of what is considered good and what is just the stuff that would show up and be gone in a month. The people who stick with it and stay consistent with it and take the time yeah. to build up their audiences are really going to see that effort rewarded, in my opinion. That's what we've seen before. A lot of the shows that I've worked on started that way or I mean, I've consulted on or helped in or edited in some way. I've seen a lot of success that way. You can almost compare it to YouTube, where in that YouTube for a while was like the Wild Wild West, and you have these kind of low quality productions. And now, like the production value of YouTube is comparable to kind of movie, film studios, TV studios now, and even with podcasts, that they're the quality of podcasts done by independent podcasters are very high quality. So that's interesting to see and see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Piggybacking off the logical geniuses question. Do you find, or would you say, because before television, before movies, there was talk radio, right? Everybody used to listen to the radio. The, even the president had something called fireside chats at some point. I forgot which one it was. Do you feel like podcasting now is the resurgence in a way or the evolution of talk radio? Oh, I, as much as I want to say yes, because I would love to compare myself to FDR. That's the fireside chats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. I feel like there's a difference between broadcast and podcast. And I feel like that's the same hmm. as the difference between like live TV and streaming TV. And like, the, yes, okay. like in general, yes, like that. This is the natural evolution. It's audio storytelling, audio shows, same difference. But hmm. the idea of radio really developed as a way to directly talk to people live. You set yourself up, you were time based. It was very much like how cable used to be or TV broadcast. And those things still exist. Like up-to-date traffic reports are still one of the only things that you could really get as a live broadcast. I mean, you can have podcast drops, but then you're at the mercy of Apple and Spotify and how quickly they upload their stuff. So you don't want to be there if you're trying to do live mm -hmm. broadcast. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why all these live radio stations are still using call numbers and frequencies and things like that. And then podcasting was really kind of like, let's divorce ourselves. Let's be the streaming of it mm -hmm. and be like a digital product. And actually it's a lot less stark now, but in like I'd say 10 years ago, this was a huge rift in the community. Yeah. It was just, every podcast was just like the archived version of the radio show. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. some point these kind of creators were like, Oh, I don't need to have a connection to a radio station. I'm just going to make a thing and then put it on Apple and then you could download it via their iPod thing. And that was revolutionaries ignored for a while. And now it, that became the preference because people don't necessarily want to schedule their lives around a, a live broadcast or a radio show. And they're not in a position where they would have a radio around unless you drive your car but even then like as cars started to get smart and have podcast things in there so it very much mimicked the streaming live broadcast but i will say i think that there there was a divergence in those streams and at some point i feel like there is a little bit of a want to push those streams together and i say that as somebody who works in news in news podcasting the idea of being responsive and being right in there right after some news happens and like having podcast level quality responses to news, but also not having the time to have that level to make. I would think of my time at the daily specifically in this regard where something happens, everybody works overnight to get an episode out the next morning by 5 a.m. It's overnight, it's expected. And People got used. People expect that they don't. Once they hear one thing, they're not going to wait to the next day to listen to something. So it's like really, really rush, 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 rush. That's that's live. That's pretty much live to me. It's something. It's the speed of turning something around in a live way. If we didn't have this expectation of podcast level quality as quickly as possible, then it would just be like sit in front of a microphone at the moment, talk about it, and call it a day. Like do as much prep as you can possibly do in like 20 minutes before you jump on that mic and then go. It's really talent-based. It's really somebody who can quick think, quickly think on their feet in a live kind of style. And as we moved away towards the podcasting, highly produced, very outlined and researched, that stream is starting to converge again because people want things fast. Speaking of that, let me pick up, piggyback off, off of that. You want to be innovative. You want to be creative. And I would say podcasting is still young, right? It's still young. There's a lot of ways it could go. How would you say if someone wanted to break into audio work in terms of be a voice actor or a podcast or whatever the case may be, what are some distinct ways that someone could do that? Like, is there a distinct voice that you want? Is it deep? Is it high? Is it, if you're a podcaster, is it a lot of sound effects? Is it a lot of punchlines and jokey? Is it quiet? Is it the conversation? Navigate that for me. Yeah. Okay. So the annoying but accurate answer is that it's so varied that there is no answer. But let me give you a more specific one because I hate it when people are like, well, it's complicated and they just leave it there. Like, you know what that <laughs> It's complicated. You figure it out. Right? Yeah, it's complicated. I'm not going to give you any additional information. Okay, so I'll break it down as much as I can. These are big buckets and generalities. That's my disclaimer. So there's how to be a voice actor. I'm going to put on the shelf. That's a completely okay. different thing. But okay. just how to be a podcaster, how to be in the industry. You could go in to this like kind of chat area where talent is the biggest thing, how charming you are, how good you are on mic, how quick thinking you can be. That's one skill level that you're going to want to practice. So as mm -hmm. much as you can doing something and thinking about yourself in that way, you really want to work on your stage presence, for lack of a better term, your yeah. comfort at talking to strangers, your comfort at riffing, your comfort at being prepared, but not sounding prepared, those kinds mm -hmm, of things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so that's mm -hmm. like chat. That's like a whole bucket. You can start that up on your own in your basement anytime. You can just put stuff up. Even if it doesn't get listened to at all, if you find an opening in the job market, having a portfolio that shows what you can do is just shows that you've done something. A lot of times people start to get into this industry at entry levels in publications and they have nothing to show for it, but some credits from college or something. It's yeah, not the yeah. same. And showing that you actually have that ability and you have like a portfolio is actually really helpful. Highly cinematic, highly produced, <laughs> yeah. basically, you know, documentaries in audio form. Being at a newspaper 
And I know that you're the head of audio, but how does the newspaper stay relevant in this ever-changing landscape that you've just described? Well, they got a podcast, for one. (laughs) (laughs) Can't beat them, join them, right? Yeah. I mean, tell my boss. But really, that is where people are thinking, because newspapers are dying. That's just something that's happening. People aren't paying for physical newspapers anymore, and a lot of the advertising model was based on the idea that you would pay. And another thing about the advertising model, if I can go down that tangent for a little bit, is back in the day, you could say our circulation of this newspaper is 10 million people in the Los Angeles area. And that would be true because people would buy the newspaper if they lived in the area and you can get it out of those little like coin slot machines. And at the end of the day, if the newspapers were gone, those things were sold and somebody saw it and you can go to the advertisers and say that's worth X amount of dollars. Now we have digital sites and pages where those little bits of advertising can be actually tracked and metriced. And so Mm -hmm. you can actually see one click this much scrolled past, this much time, this many seconds spent on this page where your ad was. Like, it's very, very granular now. So all these big, like, hey, $10 million, or I'm sorry, excuse me. Hey, 10 million readers, that's worth this many advertising dollars. Now is really, really scientific and down to a specific point where you say, this is how many impressions we got on this thing, and this is how much we're willing to pay for that many impressions. And so it's not as cushy and buffered as it used to be. And I think advertisers are looking at that and saying, I'm going to go with the biggest bang for my buck. So all of those advertising dollars are going to the New York Times or all of those advertising dollars are going to Disney or whoever has the money to and the audience base built up already to get there. So I think that's the pain that everybody is feeling right now is just now living up to very hyper specific goals that used to not exist. And also trans their mode of business from one that used to be very physical or even when it was kind of like, hey, we can guarantee this many people come to our website every day to now this many people came to this specific article page in one hour kind of thing. Because that's how quickly another article will go up. It's on the same topic from a bigger publication and people will rush to there and then now all of a sudden your audience is gone. So it's really, really tightened up the flexibility. And I think the way that the newspapers are thinking about handling that change is diversifying their product and changing what kind of companies there are. I know from the LA Times perspective, we're not just a newspaper, we're also a production company. We're mm. studios now. We make things, we make videos, we make documentaries, we make podcasts. Our things get turned into movies. Dirty John was one of the biggest podcasts a couple of years ago, and that's an LA Times story and now also a TV show, two TV shows. Yeah, well, so, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's where I think the business is shaping to go, and you can see that with the New York Times too. 1619 was a magazine, then it was a podcast, and now it's a TV show. So yep. I think that's where people are going to go in the future. So we talked about the evolution from publication, from podcast to television. So everybody watch out for the My Five Cents TV show whenever that drops. So <laughs> we are actually going to evolve to the next portion of our show. And our topic for today is we are going to discuss our five cents on the best voices in news and entertainment. And Logical Genius, please explain to Jasmine what is happening in the next segment. So Jasmine, the next segment is probably our best segment. As good as the first segment, but you'll have a, lot, a good time, right? <laughs> and... My expectations real high here. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you answered, you built up your credibility for our audience. So what we're going to do now is have a little debate. HLS, Social Jews, and myself love debating. And we love proving who's right, who's wrong, whatever. But we can never decide who's right, who's wrong, because we all think we're right, right? That's where you I, I know I'm play. right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I'll tell you where, if you're right. Yeah. Where you come into play, you get to decide for all eternity who is right on this particular topic. And drunk with power. you get to hear our list, our top five, our five cents on the best voices in news and entertainment. You get to decide who goes first, and each of us will present our list to you. And at the end of it, you get to decide who is the third place loser, not finisher, loser, (laughs) and the first place champion winner. We do not care about second place because why, HLS? Second place is the first loser. That's it. End of story. Wait first, you last. (laughs) All right, so this is one winner, two losers. 
Yeah. <laughs> in theory. Yeah. In, in theory. theory. And HLS, can you explain to Jasmine what is the criteria for judging? Jasmine, super accomplished, super smart. You should get this, right? Oh. There is no criteria. Okay. No. no. <laughs> nah, you might like the fact that I put in my deep voice. And that's why you choose me as number one. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you, you might go like down a few notches. I mean, but I don't know. It's my baritone. It's baritone. You might right. like. You might like the fact that I've played Magic: The Gathering. wasn't any good at it, but I played it. You might like the fact that I was pretty good at Magic: The Gathering, <laughs> and I retired on top. Okay. Whatever criteria is up to you. But now, as your first your first role as judge, we want to know, who do you want to hear from first? <sighs> okay. I'm going to go with HLS, our habitual line stepper, because okay. I love that nickname. Oh, and, thank you so much. <laughs> I want, I want so one much. like that habitual rule breaker, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to steal it from you and not give you credit. So let's hear right, it. So, so here we go. Here we go. Here's my five cents on the best voices in news and entertainment. At number five, we have a man... Some people know him, some people don't, but his voice is iconic. He goes by the name of Ted Williams, or the man with the golden voice. Fun story, he used to start off in radio, got fired, fell into hard times, and became homeless. Then he went viral. Someone driving by on the highway recorded him. He went viral and became a star all over again. Number four, going across the pond, going across the seas. And you know, you know. You have a good voice if you earn a nickname. This guy goes by the name of Red Pepper. Red Pepper. Real name, Richard Green. He's the voice behind such movie trailers as Independence Day, The Billy Wood Project, Men in Black. Also voiced a couple of video games like Mass Effect. Richard Green, a.k.a. Red Pepper. Is that where you guys got your, your, your idea to get nicknames? So that you can be in that same <laughs> echelon. It's, it's, it's part of my shtick. It's part of my shtick. <laughs> in the number three spot, super iconic voice. You could super recognizably hear from a mile away. The voice behind one of my favorite movies of all time, Shawshank Redemption. Goes by the name of Morgan Freeman. His voice is like his tone and his breath. It's deep and it's distinctive. It's iconic and recognizable. He's He was almost my number one, but I couldn't do it because I have so many more on top of him. At number two, <laughs> going back across the pond, Sir David Attenborough. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> Sir David Attenborough. He voiced, I, just, I didn't know about this guy until I, I was bored. I think it was like maybe 2020. I started watching this series on Netflix called Our Planet. And I was so mesmerized. Just listening to his voice and watching the images. Well, I watched the whole thing in one day. It was I was blown away. Sir David Attenborough. Fun fact. Fun fact. He has like 20 species named after him. Never knew that before. But yeah, Sir David Attenborough. Name one of the species. <laughs> yeah, that's in the after show. Because <laughs> you know why so so juve, right? Because he found out about him yesterday. <laughs> no, 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 listen. Yesterday. No, no, check it out. Real talk. Our planet, watch it. It's on Netflix. Visually, it's fantastic. Audio-wise, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. In the number one spot, his voice. I kind of want to give it away, but I don't. I kind of want to build it up, but can't. I'll just say Thriller. I'll just say Thriller. Vincent Price. He was Edward Scissorhands. I mean, anytime you hear the intro to Thriller, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Like, his voice is super distinct. It's iconic in in just in that one part if you don't know vincent price you know you know and you can't take that eerie scary deep voice away and that's my five cents on the top voices in news and entertainment i was so ready to do the lil wayne meme that was like eminem wasn't even on the list (laughs) right when you did morgan freeman number three i was like I'm waiting for what number two and one are going to be, because if you put me in a situation where I got to do that, thankfully, <laughs> we got some respectable names there. So you, okay, I feel better okay, now. Okay. Better. <laughs> now, Jasmine, who do you want to hear from next? All right. Gosh, let's save. Hmm. Let's go with the logical genius. Okay. Jasmine, that was a hmm, 
you're, 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 I can tell you are a nice person. So. <laughs> well, back to what you were saying about calming yourself and holding I'm, I'm saving back. the roast for the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at number five, I have Morgan Freeman. Here's why. He Ooh. is the voice of God, right? That's That's what mm-hmm. people equate to him now, the voice of God. His voice is so popular that they have a Morgan Freeman voice generator app. And people can do it in real time to sound like who? Like Morgan freaking Freeman. I mean, to be fair, though, there's AI that can do that with everybody now. True. Morgan <laughs> Freeman is the popular one. Yeah. Jasmine, continue to shit on his list anytime. Oh, here we, we go. Continue. <laughs> continue. At number four, I do also have David Amberl. And here's why. Not because Soso Drew found his Netflix show yesterday but if you were like me i was in your hls see what? no respect no respect <laughs> no, any, any way you shape it no hey, respect on my name what? you did not prepare though and you could not come up with the name that was written after him so yeah. remember that so i i was a discovery channel kid i love all the discovery channel stuff right and he was the voice of all the nature shows. You cannot hear his voice and not know who it was, right? And on top of that, you want to talk about voice. I'm not, my list doesn't just talk about the sound of someone. We've heard the term, the voice of a generation. That's metaphorically speaking. He is an activist for climate change and preserving nature. So that, that to me is big. And that is a very recognizable voice. In New- Along the same lines, at number three, I have Malala Yousafzai. That's a choice. Okay. Very big voice. Bold. In our in the last few years, right? For for HLS and Social Drew, if you don't know who that is, everyone should know who that is. She was basically the schoolgirl that was shot by the Taliban, and since that incident, she's been nothing but a voice for education for young children throughout the entire world, to the point where she has won a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I was gonna. I was wondering if you're going to introduce her as Nobel Prize winner Malala. At number two, I mean, everyone knows her voice, Oprah Winfrey, right? Eight, 18 daytime Emmys, twelve NAACP awards, four People's Choice Awards. Talk about a voice, right? Figuratively and literally, you cannot hear Oprah's voice and not know who Oprah is, and not know that's Oprah. And she's been a voice for women for the last several decades, and she has been an influencer even before the term influencer came around. So if you want to talk about a voice, influential voice, or the best voice in the world, Oprah Winfrey. At number one, I got my boy. I got Barack. Mr. Obama. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like, I, I wish I had Obama's voice. I wish I had Obama's voice. And well, not let only me that, be clear. He is... Yeah, he is, <laughs> he is one of the most recognizable voices in the world. Again, listening-wise, auto-wise, and the voice of politics and people's rights and advocacy, he is it. And on top of that, he is also an Emmy Award winner. You want to talk about David Attenborough? He had a, a Netflix show or on our national parks. So he talked about that. So mm-hmm. that is my list with Obama topping it off, Jasmine. I'm going to do one small note, and this is the producer in me. Barack probably won that Emmy, but you know who did the work on that? Is everybody behind the scenes? Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. But the Emmy that he won was for Outstanding Narrator, which is kind of, it's a voice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Voice Emmy. So, yeah. Somebody, well, actually, I was going to say somebody probably host trained him, but then no, why would you need to host train somebody who's good at speeches? So he probably did that. Yes, he probably did. (laughs) Jasmine. I'm glad that you're still with us. These guys, their list was all right. And actually, you know what? I had to pivot a little bit on my list because they kept bringing up Morgan Freeman and I felt like they were leaving someone out. So I was going one way, but because they left someone out, I said, let me help pick them up a little bit. (laughs) And before Morgan Freeman, there was James Earl Jones. I mean, you want to talk about voices in the game? That right there, never mind Mufasa. I mean, come on, (laughs) come on. All right, now we'll get back to number four. You got Howard Stern, Shock Jock, 
syndicated across the nation, one of the pioneers of Sirius XM, definitely got to be in your five. At number three, we talk about voices. Who is the number one late night host on TV? That is Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody wants to be on the Jimmy Kimmel show. That's a powerful voice that is out there. And now it's time for my two heavy hitters. And I was back and forth on who's two, who's one, because I have respect for them in for different ways. So I ended up landing with this. Number two is the God comedian, Dave Chappelle. I feel Dave Chappelle might be the only comedian that cannot get canceled in this cancel culture. I People mean, try. they tried. <laughs> and he has just put them right back on their head and came up with a Netflix series, walked away from 51 million because he felt that it would change his voice. That's a powerful voice. And number one is definitely a voice for the people, definitely a voice for women, has her own network, has been mentioned already, and that's Oprah. Oprah's gotta be number one, number one voices out there. So Mm -hmm. that is my list, that is my five cents on the topic. What's gonna happen next, Jasmine, is we're gonna get into what we call cross-examination. So you have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you may have about our list. I'm wringing my hands maniacally. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, well, all right. I'm gonna start with the most notable one out of all of these lists and roast from there. So (laughs) gird your loins. (laughs) (laughs) Malala. Very interesting choice. I don't think I've ever heard her voice. I've read her book. I've read articles about her. I don't think I've ever heard her voice. I know she hasn't, she did her audiobook. Maybe she did a speech. I didn't pay attention to that. Why would you put somebody there that isn't really known for literally talking? Well, because I was, again, the obvious approach to the list is just taking someone's vocal talents, right? That's oh, the obvious. Speak into the mic. You get real shy right now. So oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Real it's, shy. It's, 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 so are we, are it's, we being conceptual with the word voice? Like voice yes, we are. Okay. We are. Because okay. you know what? I, I know you like logical puzzles, right? I do. How do you know that? Oh. I know things. <laughs> I know things. I do my research. Unlike oh. HLS who watched the oh, show no. last week or whatever, right? So I was like, you know what? Let me try to turn this and make me flip this on its head because it's too easy just to say, this person sounds great. This person sounds great. This person sounds great. But again, I took it the metaphorical meaning of voice, right? That's why I said the voice of a generation, because voice can mean so many things, right? There's the audio part of it. And there's the voice of representation, right? People need to have a voice. And I thought, and I believe that she is a voice. And I would recommend you listening and watching her Nobel Prize speech, which is a really good one. But she is, I think, a voice of people from a a region that really didn't have a voice. Yeah. Right. Of a demographic that doesn't have a voice. So to me, that to me is a voice. Yeah. Someone who transcends. Okay. Okay. That was a 180 degree back black. Sorry. 180 (laughs) degree back flip. Black flip. (laughs) <laughs> he might have um, landed on his face so. <laughs> no. I, I say, okay but if you open okay push back on that here's a poking okay. a hole please on push hard push if we're hard. gonna do the conceptual like voice independent of like literal voice and independent of like hosting or being known for the actual timbre of your voice that opens up so many that just means like impact that these are the impact it does. So if you see my list includes those with a voice, so in terms of voice and the other voice. And Malala's number two? No, I have her number three. Still, <laughs> like, remind me what your top, what your top sorry, it's Barack. Yeah, Oprah, it was Barack, Oprah, Yeah, exactly, it was Malala, that forgettable. David Attenberg and Morgan Freeman. Oh, man. See, this is what's so great about the show, Jeff, right? <laughs> we get into this debate all the time, right? The technicalities yeah. of... We, we always get on each other about the verbiage of the question, the framing of the question. We just yeah. say best sounding voices in media. Mm-hmm. We don't get into that. Mm-hmm. So 
it allows us to be flexible. It allows you as a judge to be flexible in terms of what you want to decide on and what we want to present. Yeah. So that's the greatness of our show. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I know, I know this, hold on, hold on. I know this is a podcast, but I need to interrupt really quick. Does anybody smell that? It smells like smell shit. That? It smells like shit. It does smell like shit. Coming from, shit coming from, coming, from voice coming, right from, now. coming from the man who said the number one reason you can seek therapy is if your name is Kanye West. So let's not talk about Listen, that. Listen, that's all another show. I made it make sense. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now we're here. But let me piggyback off that really quick. If you're talking about greatest voice and you want to talk about impact, Malala is great for sure. But how do you not have MLK? Or Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> You could. You could. You could. In news and media, though, that's that's the. Ah, you can't, it's news you can't and entertainment. Open up. Okay, news and sorry, news and entertainment. So Malala being entertainment, no. News. I mean, she. The news was about her, so I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not a hater. I'm not a Malala hater. I very much admire her, but. I don't know, man. You don't, know if she fits, you don't know if she fits the task. I would, hey. I would, maybe I would put her in like a top 10, maybe a top 20, but a top five. Everyone ever, all time. Jasmine, it's your yeah. criteria. It is I mean, yours. <laughs> all right. So who's next? All right. How about you? Since you're so quick to talk. What do you got right. for me? All right. Remind me of your, bot, uh, your from bottom up, from five to one. We had James Earl Jones, we had Howard Stern, we had Jimmy Kimmel, we had Dave Chappelle, we have Oprah. Oh, there was something wrong with you. You better get on Jimmy. You better get on Jimmy Kimmel. I'm ready. You better get on Jimmy Kimmel because I know when he said the voice of late night, you had a different voice in your head. Uh, yeah. And then he said Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel. You were like, okay. To be fair, Jimmy Kimmel is a good show, and definitely, like, if you were to say that Jimmy Kimmel was the voice of late night, I would ask you, how old are you? Because that is like a... Because who should it be, Jasmine? Tell us. <sighs> well, okay. I'm not going to say Jay Leno because I actually don't like Jay Leno. Uh -huh. But I think a lot of people would say that. There's Larry King. Mm. Uh, Larry King has a very definitive voice. You can True. hear it. You know. There's another one. What is his name? Can we talk about Leno's predecessor? Johnny Carson? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Carson. Thank you. That's not who I was thinking of, but also Johnny Carson. But Walter Cronkite, not that he was yep. late night, but that in that same vein of come and talk on this show. Anyway, those are all. That's old head stuff. If we're going to think about this new generation, Jimmy Kimmel, fine. But even so, like... Hey, wait right, a second. Uh, Remember what the question was. Who has the best voice? Those people are dead. They have no voice no more. <laughs> okay? This is logic. This is just much. Who but it didn't had... say who was alive. Who is alive? And then they best living voices in news and entertainment. That's it. It didn't okay. say best sounding some of, and living voices. The in some voices of these voices still news. ring today. You yeah. could play. You could play Vincent Price's voice. Stop it with Vincent Price. Can we not? <laughs> no. Let's be honest. Hey, hey, we, hey I will. I will stand Vincent Price. I actually stand by that one. I love Vincent Price, and it is true. You do not picture one? Halloween. I don't know about number one. But yeah. you cannot picture Halloween without Vincent Price. Yeah, he had a great voice. He had. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going with the semantics here. We're, we're, we're no actually right now. We're very pushing up the glasses, actually. The challenge is here. This is a random clip and shouldn't be identifiable. All right, I'm going to put it right up to my mic. Five minutes. I said to my team the most important question. It's Oprah. It's Oprah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I'm just checking. You guys yeah, pass. Okay. You guys pass. Oh, I got it first. Just, just no, remember, that's I, got it. I got it first. What are you talking I got, about? I got that first. Just say it. No way. Okay. She's number one on my list. First Same of all, HMS, you don't even have her on a list. No, I didn't have her. Because, <laughs> because there's five other people that are more recognizable talk, than can Oprah. Can we talk about your list? Because you have no women on your list. Yeah, and? <laughs> so there's, there's no women in the we're history not, we're not of doing humanity. diversity for diversity's sake no it doesn't However. matter but there's no I mean, there's no women in the in the history of voice you want to talk about top five ever of all time i mean mm. do you like excluding people do i like excluding people no not at all i'm <laughs> equal opportunist i okay. so juve he knows my story uh. now what I, <laughs> what I will say is 
to me, some of these iconic voices that I mentioned, mm -hmm. while women are fantastic in what they do and their history and their legacy, I don't think a woman for me, for me, my list beats Vincent Price. I don't think a woman for me beats Morgan Freeman. I would probably agree with that. I'm trying to think of somebody who would, a woman who would. Later. Yeah, yeah. I don't Oprah, think Oprah, any women. Oprah does, Oprah does not. Or are we now talking about the sound of voice? Well, okay. So I will preface the reason I I tested you guys with Oprah is specifically mm -hmm. because I have worked with not in, not directly, but Oprah has her own podcast network. We do trades sometimes, and obviously that means we get audio files. And sometimes it's occurred where I mean, at least in the younger generations, they have no idea who it is. Is it really as pervasive as Morgan Freeman, which is very, very recognizable. Oprah sounds a little bit, and I don't mean this in like a mean way, but a little bit more mainstream, a little less characteristic, where if you didn't grow up with her, would you be able to spot her in the same way that you can Gilbert Gottfried? Which is one that I'm surprised that is not on your guys' list because it is so distinctive. This is true. This well, is true. well, that's, I mean, again, if you say best distinctive voice in news and entertainment, you can make that right. claim. And right. then if you talk about the current generation knowing, I would question whether or not the current generation would know Vincent Price. That's true, but they would recognize yeah. the voice because of Thriller, because of Monster Mash and all the like stuff that stays that they probably wouldn't know his name, but they would maybe recognize the voice. And the other thing that with your list, if distinct if distinction is not a category or not a factor in this voice that changes, then it's obviously like impact and like what they're saying and how what how articulate they are and not necessarily how different they sound. So a voice actor could come in and take that place and as long as they just mimic that category or sorry, mimic that cadence and that tone of voice, then it doesn't really matter. But you can't really do that with Gilbert Gottfried or people that have, or Morgan Freeman. You have to sound like them because their voice is so distinct. So yeah, if that's yeah, not yeah, a yeah. factor, if you're thinking like, here I am, big brain, logical genius, and I'm only gonna do voice of a generation, then yeah, I can see why you wouldn't have Vincent Price or anybody who sounds distinct. But you know, that's a choice and not necessarily one that I agree with. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. So back to the roast here. So I'm not done with you, so so do because your list. <laughs> your list. I like I defended myself very well. Are we on? Are we on Comedy Central right now? Is this the roast of so so do? Is, is that what we're doing right now? Okay. Oh, please come okay. back. All right. So Jimmy Kimmel already just. That's another one. I mean, I think people would be more likely to recognize that voice than any other voice right now because he's everywhere. He's in the Oscars. He's in the show. Whatever. But how long is that going to be true? Is it's... he going to have the same longevity as other people? Maybe. Maybe. Really? I remember when he was on The Man Show. I remember uh, when he was on The Man Show. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel was on The Man Show? Oh. Yes. Wow. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. How about the other guy? Of the, the other late night host you picked. Was Adam Corona? Uh... Adam Corona, yeah. yes. Adam Corona, yes. 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 I mean, yes. if we're going to go trivia, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I only watched the man show for the for the bouncing cheerleaders at the end because I was a, a closeted gay woman. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so Jimmy Kimmel already. I, I'm sorry, but I'm just gonna call that trash. That's a trash take. Oh, I'm sorry. The one in I'm late sorry. night. My goodness. Ugh. I just. I mean, I feel like he could have if he's on anyone's list. He's number five. But even then, like I could see him being like maybe top twenty, maybe. Wow. If you're doing that, even if you like restrict with the alive part, which I could see you trying to lawyer your way out of this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Hi. You have Jimmy Kimmel over Morgan Freeman. You know, I'm not gonna lie to you. I put James Earl Jones over Morgan Freeman because I feel like Morgan Freeman was too easy. It's too easy. Mm. So, yeah, but you said you had you to being, You being the investigative reporter that you are, the podcast producer that you are, I felt that you would have an appreciation for James Earl Jones over a Morgan Freeman that anybody could say. They, these guys don't go back like they do. You're not going to reverse psychology me into consideration. I mean, Jasmine, he said he pivoted, right? He said, you know what? I got to pivot because I got to remove this person. You could have removed Jimmy Kimmel and left Morgan Freeman and have James Earl Jones. I could have, but it'd been redundant. 
Mm. I have a well balanced list in comparison, <laughs> and they're all and they're all breathing alive. in comparison to some of y'all list. Y'all didn't. That wasn't part of the criteria. That wasn't part of the criteria. It's not like those. Listen, all my all my peoples, all my peoples are breathing too. So I'm with you on that one. <laughs> He's different. He's not like those other girls. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we have okay, James Earl Jones. I mean. Just for, I mean, there's something to be said for specific, iconic movie lines that cannot be said by anybody else. And James Earl Jones is definitely in that category. But then I got to think about like Scarface and wow, what's his name? Tony Montana? <laughs> yeah, but the actor. I can't believe I don't Al- remember his Al- name. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Thank you. Thank you. Like, say hello to my little friend. Like, that's, that's an iconic voice. That's not his voice. But yeah, if you're going to think point. about actors... And the characters that they take on, those aren't their voices. Mm-hmm. Those are directions that they were given. Those are character things that they are giving. That's a whole different category. So I might even say, like, this is a messy, messy category already. Because I'm in here coming in thinking, you are- okay, we're thinking about presenters. <laughs> and then if we're, if we're introducing actors, then, like, what's to stop us from introducing impressionists and people who are extremely talented at mm. voice recognitions and changing than anybody on SNL who's great at impressions would blow everybody out of the water because they could do the James Earl Jones voice and you wouldn't be able to tell if you were just listening to it on headphones if they were extremely talented. And that's the angle that none of us took was yeah the voice acting part a character Mm -hmm. played by someone else. That's an interesting angle actually. I mean but that's what James Earl Jones is if you think about it. Like it, it a little bit because it is actually his voice. So it's his voice. Like he's not changing I'll let that pass. Yeah it's like when you hear it Mufasa, and you hear Vader, you hear mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I am your speaking father. Words. That's what I be. That's what they be hearing in their. So that that sounded the like Arnold Schwarzenegger what... for a second. I don't know. Why. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was I am your father. Like, uh, yeah, so, so was not the impressionist. <laughs> wow. <Get> down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but then, but then you got to put James Earl Jones next to Gilbert Gottfried. If you're gonna, that's the same right. kind of thing. It's a it's somebody's natural voice that they're using and lending to. A, I don't know. I it's, okay. So that's my roast on james earl jones and it's a light roast it's a light tanning you know it's it's a heating if anything it's a heating it's the 7-eleven rotating hot dog (laughs) that's been there for like five days (laughs) okay so we had jimmy kimmel we had who was after jimmy kimmel as well it was dave chappelle and oprah dave chappelle okay so i would be inclined to believe you if we were to think about dave chappelle in the sense of voice of the generation because i think he was the voice of like a very specific type of pop culture moment especially in the thousands i think now he's veering into the old man yells at clouds kind of territory but and i'm not even coming from a woke place where i'm like oh like trans rights or whatever this is literally (laughs) just like it's not funny to me it just sounds like you're mad and that's not like what i loved about (laughs) dave chappelle before was that he made something funny because it was humor. Yeah. yeah, and humor. now it just the humor is gone from his voice. Right, he's got a he's got a bone to pick, and like, yeah, I would love that bone to be picked if it were funny, but it's it's just not that funny. You didn't appreciate that Saturday Night Live monologue in which he just gets at Kanye West so like craftily. You didn't appreciate that. I did. I did. I'm not saying I didn't. Like, I don't think he's funny anymore. Like, he's definitely a funny man. Like, there's a reason why he's still relevant. And I was a huge Dave Chappelle fan in high school and college. Loved, like even his, there's one specific comedic routine he does where he's doing an impression of a baby who's selling drugs on the street. I I don't remember what the specifics were, but he did voice changing very well. He just has a stage presence and I could see why that is on your list in terms of that. But in terms of like, if we're going to, your list has people that include actors and presenters and like a lot of people know him so it's like voice of a generation conceptual territory i just don't think that that's number two i mean well, i, I can count on my wait. hands how many things he like i can't wait till we get to your five cents me so, <laughs> i, I, I want to know what classified that is. information <laughs> yes. in, order, in order to get to your five cents we need your roast of hls so we can move mm-hmm. forward with that piece hls let's hear you let's re- review Ted Williams, Richard Green, a.k.a. Red Pepper, Morgan Freeman, Sir David Attenborough, and Vincent Price. Okay. So I'm, I have a dilemma here. Please. And my dilemma is I did not know who Ted Williams was um. <laughs> until you mentioned him. So I have him on my Google here. 
I do. Okay. I have heard of the man with the golden voice, though. So I did not realize that those two people yeah. were the same person. We're the same. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I've heard this. I've heard this story before. I will say the reason that I am somewhat hesitant about Ted Williams is because there are so many other people that have similar types, not with the homelessness aspect. Not that the backstory. Is, yeah. yeah. Not the backstory. Are you talking about the voice itself? The voice itself, I mean, that's a radio broadcaster. They all are trained to like have that kind of golden voice. One that is often, we've talked about a couple of times, are Vince Scully was one in the LA area. He's yep. a Dodgers announcer. Yep. And there's a radio DJ that you wouldn't know, Art LeBeau, unless you're from the LA area. He's like a old, he was one of those people of a certain generation that would play sock hop, 1950s, 60s, like okay. very much like okay. voice of a generation in the sense that he was in LA, he brought all these things that were off limits or exclusive to white people, he made available to black and Mexican people in LA. Wow. So okay. he was like beloved and he recently died. This is why I know a bunch about him. So he also was called the man with the golden voice, obviously not in the same way, but you know, he was also like, oh, he's a smooth talker. He's very good. He had this impact on society. So like that kind of archetype of person exists okay. many times over. Ted Williams is probably the most well-known of them but mm -hmm. i just don't know that he would be in a top five i for that reason it's just like there's so many understood. other people that are comparable understood understood williams on beyonce i thought you were talking about the baseball player i'm like so i mean so fun fact we have something in common Jasmine. i used to work at news mm -hmm. so i remember when his story became out and back then it wasn't called viral i don't know what it was called but it was everywhere it was everywhere and this homeless guy and his story from riches to rags back to riches i thought was amazing and that's why i mean the backstory is impressive in itself but you're right to to your point there you're right i mean there's a lot of people and, and that's valid i'd say yeah. that's valid the thing about that though is if you're going to do something where it's like i'm picking an unknown but you i have to be sure that somebody knows it you know, like mm -hmm. I'm picking an unknown because can, they have this like a known really... unknown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for example, a known unknown would be the sports announcer on Univision or whatever that did go. Oh, yeah, Everybody yeah, knows yeah, that. Yeah, so you don't yeah. know who he is, and if he had this amazing backstory like Ted Williams does, you would be able to go and say, "You may not know this, but you do know it." And that's the mark of impact: is that like maybe your name is forgotten, but what you did is not forgotten. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't know that Ted Williams would be in that same. I'll give you that. And, and honestly, that. we never touched on like longevity, right? Because 15 minutes of fame voice versus someone who's been in like Larry King, who's been in the game for decades. Yeah. It was like that. That is also a factor in saying, well, yeah, he he has the best voice, but it was only for like two two days or two minutes or a year. And that was yeah. it. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will say, I, I love that you included Vincent Price though. So that, that won a couple of points in my book. I just happen to love Vincent Price and spooky things like that. So I wouldn't yeah. put him at number one, but I definitely do think that that was a unique choice. And I don't think that I would even remember to do that. But then now that you say it, I'm like, oh yes, of course. So in my list, maybe he'd be in top 10. And maybe like okay. number five, maybe number five. I'm like rapidly editing what I, <laughs> what I <did laughs> as we go along, right? Yeah, it's not easy. We never said this was easy. It's never not. said that this was easy. So yeah. we are about to get to even more of a challenging part. Mm. We need you to decide who is in third place on our topic third of place. who has. Let me stress that has the best voice in news in entertainment <laughs> who's in third place and this is the whole list entirety third place is so so Duba. i'm sorry Ooh. it just wow. is wow. we have wow. three in a row that are met we have howard stern which i can understand from a certain perspective i suppose jimmy Hello. kimmel and dave chappelle yeah. it was one of those started from the top now we here but we not, not started from the bottom right? started, started from the, from the bottom, bottom and we're still at the bottom oh my heart my soul i'm gonna go play with some gnomes and some wizards the, the gloves are, the gloves are off jasmine and came yeah, ready seriously you should have a podcast show I called mean, the roasting of jasmine like, i'm saying with, with the with the unlimited unrestricted guidelines that I have plus oh, yeah. the overbroad category of best voice. What does that mean? Yeah. You set yeah. yourself up there because this could be <laughs> this could be interpreted in so many ways. Yeah. You know? 
my people are alive. They have voices. <laughs> you can go talk to them right now if you wanted to. Voices. You can go right now and talk to them. You could talk to them. And I don't want to speak this evil into the world, but I thought James Earl Jones was dead. No, my man is That was in, that was in Coming to America, breathing. too. That happened in Coming to America. Who died? Is it the guy who played Vader who died? The guy, like, in the suit? I feel yeah, like... Actor, no, yeah, no. no Chewbacca. If you're going to go Star Wars, so the actor that played Chewbacca, I believe, died. Huh. But okay, James well, Earl, I'm glad. James Earl is still kicking. Proud and strong. Stay I am your way. father. <laughs> He's 92. He's 92. Other than that line, what's another line from him that you could call off the top of your head? No. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. <laughs> Fine. No, you got me there. You got me there. I thought I had you, but I didn't. I thought, gonna go Lion- I thought you were going to go Lion King, like everything the light touches. Like, <laughs> or, or I could just said Simba. Or... <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, and in second place. No, we don't care about We don't care about Oh, right. So, in first place. First place. Who do you got number one? Uh, oh, my God. This is so hard. Uh... Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Logical Genius. Wow! Okay. Oh, you can I know, I know, I know. Here's hold on. It really came down to the wire. Really hold on. Let, hold on. Let me absorb the Jasmine. Jasmine, let me take this in. Jasmine, you, I felt like you killed me. I thought I was dead in the grave. I, I, I thought so too. That. The way she went into so hard. I you know what? You know what? That's what happens when your list is the best. You get criticized the most. <laughs> I definitely got logic right the there. Most. I should have I mean, seen it coming. <laughs> Yeah, but that was dessert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she okay. Puzzle. She saw my logical puzzle. That's what okay, here's the reason. And it really came down to the fence here because the individual choices, Habitual and Stepper had it. Vincent Price, David Attenborough, Morgan Freeman, even you could even extend if you wanted to to Richard Green and Ted Williams. But overall, if we're looking at this expansive category of also impact, those top three are the three that I would include in your list, HLS. For you, Logical Genius, you have four, if not five, in the impact category, and then four in the like distinct voice category. Malala was my only side eye there, and the order of your. I don't know that I would put Wim Oprah at number two. I'm surprised you guys, I think you guys overcorrected on Morgan Freeman. So I think if this was like a family feud category, you know, where it's like how many people oh, he's, said he's what, digging. He's, digging. He's, he's like, if not number one, I would think. And I think you guys did the like, I'm different. I'm distinct. I'm unique. I'm not going to put this. I think you all did that and maybe, you know, overcorrected a little bit. But that being said, you had four out of five that made sense to me, whereas it HLS had three out of perfect five. perfect sense to me. I mean, However, you did not have Vincent Price and... If there is like a honorary mention category, there isn't. I want to I want to <laughs> give that to you, HLS, because Vincent Price was a unique, was a standalone, was something that I'm like, this guy thinks out of the box. So, so. HLS, you're equivalent to a participation trophy. So thank you for your participation. <laughs> That's good geniality. I, I I'm, I'm I'm floored. I'm floored. You're <laughs> picking Malala, who you said I never even know her voice. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I've never heard. You had a baseball player. You, uh, you've heard the trailer to Independence Day. You've heard the trailer true. to Men in Black. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's actually true. It's okay if you want to revert. It's oh, okay if you want to revert. Nope. I still don't. Because <laughs> he's like, you get a second and third opportunity. He's like, nope. Because the thing is, though, with with Richard Green, I mean, that is a cool. I mean, it was a close second because I could see like you really thought about what it means to be a voice, like in a way that I think was not basic. Logical, yours was a little basic. <laughs> it's a little basic, but <laughs> but it's accurate. That's the thing. It's, it's accurate. accurate. Like, it's it's a- accurate. It's basic. You are the you are the pumpkin spice latte of. There you go. There you go. I'll take it. I will take it. This is the first time in history, the the most basic list becomes number one. That's it. If you're gonna go basic, you gotta do it right. 
that's basic it. will win when you have basic a unrestricted category. You guys got to get specific. There I you need to go. know where what parameters I'm judging by. And since it's open, you know. And that's yeah, the beauty of the show. You're trying to overachieve. You're trying to overachieve, HLF. And that's the beauty of the show. And the other beauty of the show is we get to now ask our expert, what is their five oh, no. cents on the topic? Oh, yeah. yeah you, you I put us under the fire. Let's, let's see what you this. got, Miss Aguilera. And Morgan Freeman better not be on there. Oh, <laughs> he's definitely on there. Okay. He's definitely on there. Okay. Oh, Jasmine, who that. do you have? All right. So tell me again what the literal question category is. The Five category. The best voices in, in news in, and in, entertainment. In, yep, correct. Who has the best voice <laughs> in news <laughs> entertainment? Okay. Amongst the living. <laughs> okay. Okay. At number five, somebody that you probably may not know. His name is Jello Biafra. He is a punk lead singer of the band The Dead Kennedys. And he talks like this. He has a very distinctive voice. It sounds like this. If you look at his YouTube, this is all he's talking about. He's always talking about the government, talking like this. He sounds like the guy from B-52s. Very similar, actually. I think I know what you're talking about. Anyway, he's not very well known because he's like kind of, well, he is in the punk circle, but you know, he just has such a distinctive voice. You would be able to immediately tell who he was. Um, so that would be my number five. And that that is my own personal, I'll burn myself on that one. I know okay. that nobody will agree with me there, but that is my number five. Go for okay. it. <sighs> number four. I, I gotta do some re reordering here. Now I'm on the mm, spot. It's not that easy when you're on the other side. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Right, it's on you now. She's mm. sweating. We got her mm. sweating. Unfortunately, you guys don't know that I'm infallible and I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. Okay, so I guess this is where, I guess I would put Morgan Freeman here. Number four. Okay. The voice of God. There's nothing wrong with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we've mm -hmm. talked to we talked that one through. Who's number three? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> number three. Probably David Attenborough. Also for the same reasons that you have. You have to. Totally see totally see yeah. that. All right. Number two. This is so hard, you guys. I'm like sweating. My heart is racing. My palms <laughs> are sweaty. Ah. Uh, at least you don't have to be judged like we were. I'm, I'm judging you. In yeah, I'm judging you. <laughs> so hard right now. So hard, so hard. All right. I'm going to put, well, no. Okay, I won't. I really wanted to put the Mexican goal soccer guy because I'm Mexican and I just wanted to put there. But I'm not going to do it because I know it's not true. But that was an inkling I had. Honorable mention. Your honorable mention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. As far as, if this were sports announcers, that would be my number one. God. I mean, I'm really tripped up over the has to be alive thing. Now. It's your criteria. It doesn't have to be. It's it's that, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be. It's through yeah. your criteria. It is your criteria. through your criteria. Mm, mm, okay. Okay. Because in that, then I probably would put MLK there. Just, I just, you can't, you can't not hear that. I mean, yeah. in terms of impact and distinct voice and like literal yeah. words being said, speeches, like it yeah. just, well, now I feel bad that he's not number one. <laughs> he might have to be number he's one. He's number actually, one. Really yeah, you can put um, him number one. Who's number two? All right, I'll put him as number one. God. Oh. It's not easy. No, it's not. I, I feel bad now for roasting you guys so hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. She feel bad by putting me in second. That's what she feel bad about. <laughs> I still wouldn't put Jimmy your usual third. <laughs> I'm going to go with Robin Williams for really? number two. That's a pretty good one. That's mm. a pretty good one. Really? And, yes. And that is my like impression. Like it's my actor, but also like distinct voice, even in acting because mm. the genie had a sound and you knew what yeah. he sounded like mm. every other movie, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. Like, Doubtfire you could hear that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. had, but it was had different a piece voice. of Robin Williams. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. His, his voice was somehow adaptive and yet you knew it was him, mm -hmm. but you didn't, lose sight of the character which is incredibly difficult to do yeah. so yeah that's I, I would put him at number two and just like the actual ability that he had to draw you in even with his what even in interviews like he could do subtle quiet he could do big and boisterous like he he had range and he wasn't just an actor so i think that's where i would go all right oh, God, no women these, online 
listeners can't see me slamming my pen right now because all that jazz, Jasmine, about Vincent Price, and he didn't even make your top five. I said, I said he was in my top ten. I said he was in my top ten. Okay. I, I love Vincent Price. I do. I really do. I, but I think I'm trying to solve all of these categories that you have opened up now. <laughs> you know, you opened the Pandora's box. I was from this thinking this was not Voice of a Generation. Like my original list was very much sounds like voice yes. and like presenter yeah. style so now yeah. that i know it's like impact i'm like well so it's it's not it's impact not, it's, your, it's, 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 it's you fell into logical genius's trap it makes sense i'm not gonna like hear okay i'm not gonna hear barack obama and malala and come and be like gilbert godfrey <laughs> you know, <that's> <laughs> <laughs> so the that's parrot awesome. from aladdin does not go over barack obama <laughs> awesome <laughs> logic puzzle so jasmine if people wanted to follow you and see what you're about and see where you are at how would they go about doing that i would say the best way to keep in contact with me would be to follow me on instagram i suppose it's a scent of jasmine a scent s-c-e-n-t like a scent that you smell and then Jasmine spelled the English way, J-A-S-M-I-N-E, even though that's not how I spell my name. I couldn't get the right handle on that one. I got rid of my Twitter because I just I couldn't take it anymore. And being in the news and being on Twitter will make you very depressed. So without sounding like, and you know what, forget it. I am going to sound this way because I deserve it. I don't need to be followed. I'm not really in that space of like being... A person that like I'm already that person. I'm already here. There you go. <laughs> okay. Like people in podcasting know who I am at this point, and I'm happy. I don't want someone to think about me like a figurehead. I want someone to think about me like somebody that they can reach out to for help and guidance, and a real person, and not someone to emulate or admire. Or you can still do those things, but I'm a normal person. I'm a regular person. Thank you. So if y'all need guidance, go ahead and follow <laughs> that Instagram account mm -hmm. right there. And don't be shy to ask because I was a little bit shy and I asked and she is here on this show. So Jasmine, I want to thank you for coming on. Your decision making is quite questionable, but I do appreciate <laughs> God. This is Koso Juve. I am wishing good night to the people. I don't know what happened tonight. I felt that <laughs> my list was breathing. They all have voices, but somehow we got skewed. I don't know what happened, people, but I'll get them better next week. HLS, go ahead and say goodnight to the people. For the first time, I'm shocked. I am shocked. And Should've I'm going been. on a mini rant right now, Jasmine. I want to say goodnight, but it's going to be a long night for me because it'll be up thinking about how I wasn't named first. So goodnight, people. Goodnight, Jasmine. <laughs> Uh, hey, welcome to insomnia there hls seriously <laughs> and logical genius and our champion for this week <laughs> i am your daddy because i am the champ oh my goodness <laughs> the champ is here people the logical choice the logical one hey hey don't that's, forget that's, you're still that's... pumpkin spice <laughs> I am. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll the take logical it. pumpkin spice. I, my birthday is in October, and that's around Thanksgiving and Halloween. So that works for me. Good night, uh, people. All right. And Jasmine, please say good night to the people. Good night, everyone. I hope you agreed with my judging. And even if you didn't, well, you're wrong. <laughs> 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 <laughs>